0: My A very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us, this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. on our domestic church media network of stations and all of the other means of communications that we use to get the Word out to you, and of course, the program repeats Uh, On those same nights, 10 o'clock at night and on Fridays, Cheryl, as you know, joins me for two hours of Friday Live. Although this Friday, because it is the beginning of the holiday weekend, Memorial Day, (laughs) doesn't seem like it, does it, for some reason. But anyway, we thought, you know, we're going to kind of extend our weekend and um, on Friday instead of Friday Live, we're going to give you two hours of music just to have in the background, just to play and just kind of lift your spirits, praise and worship, kind of what we did on Easter Sunday, but two hours of that on Friday at 4 o'clock, kind of give us a little break, and uh, not that we're going anywhere, (laughs) where can you go, Um, but just to kind of extend the weekend a little bit and and, uh, get back into uh, looking forward to getting into the summer, whatever the summer may bring. But anyway, happy you're here today. It is Wednesday. Uh, Holy Father, earlier today over in Rome, did uh, continue now his teaching uh, during his general audience on prayer, so I do want to share some of that with you. And then, I I was going to do this yesterday, but uh, didn't have the time, we'll do it today. Kind of, we're celebrating still this week the 100th anniversary of the birth of St. Pope John Paul II, back in 1997, right around this time, uh, the Holy Father uh, went to Poland, and I guess it, I think it was his second time back to Poland, or second or third, 1997. So that's uh, 23 years ago. Doesn't seem like it, but it is. Um, and uh, the Holy Father addressed children and their families and their parents, children who were uh, who have received their first Holy Communion. A, a beautiful little. Um, message and address that Pope uh, John Paul II gave to the children, but really also for the parents and the families as well. So I want to share those words with you as we remember our dear Saint John Paul II. So we'll get to that. First, we're going to pray, though, my brothers and sisters, so as I do every day, I invite you to raise up your hearts and minds together as the mystical body of Christ, as we're brought together here together over the airwaves here on our radio stations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but of course, through all the technologies that are available to us that we take advantage of, getting the word out to, uh, well, around the world, really, we can. And I've shared with you, I always think it's so neat. We have somebody who watches on uh, Facebook uh, in Cameroon, Africa. We have friends out in Texas who watch. And of course, people who listen uh, on all the different means uh, streaming audio from our website, our uh, wonderful mobile app. And I'm hoping you're downloading this mobile app, and I'll kind of go into that a little bit more with you a little, little later on on the advantages to that. I've been sharing it with you, but we want as many people to know about this as possible. Uh, also, our uh, ho- uh, Google home and Amazon Echo devices were present there just by saying, "Play domestic church media." Now, if you have the Amazon Echo device, you have to first enable the domestic church media skill so those of you who have the amazon echo device you know you go to your skill location there and you you search for domestic church media you enable the skill and then anytime you say play domestic church media we stream live over those home speaker devices so all great ways and of course right now too since we are coming to you live at 404 on this may 20th 2020 Uh, We're live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, so you can watch the program if you like. Uh, So now let's come together uh, for all of your special intentions, my friends, and uh, pray for all of those special needs that you have the urgent prayer requests we're still of course praying for our dear uh, young maria uh, who is uh, suffering from the uh, tumor on her brain stem we're continuing to pray for her for a miracle but during this time of her suffering and the suffering of her family uh, praying that they receive as they are receiving enormous graces from almighty god um, to be united with our lord in such a special way in this suffering also remember last year uh, over a year ago, our computer system was hacked by the Russians. Right? Remember, we had, all those files are still locked up. We still have the computer and the hard drive, although we don't have the decryption key to unlock them. It's a horrible thing. We found out yesterday that someone or individuals uh, tried to hack into our email. Uh, I got notification last night that somebody was trying to get into a particular email address, um, and uh, just evil, just evil, just uh, the devil just never lets up, does he? Um, so just pray. You know, it's, it, they didn't get in, but Google notified me, and Google has the IP address from where the the hacking came, so we know where it came from. Um, so just pray that these individuals or individual just is at peace and just leave us alone. You know? <laughs> just because the devil will use you know whatever he can use to try to just, just disrupt our peace here. We just want to be here for you and just keep things running smoothly. so anyway, just I just keep that in prayer too. I think those people need some some real prayer. Um, okay, so let's begin my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're praying the prayer that holy father pope francis composed for this month remember now pope francis asked every family every day to pray the rosary in their home especially during this month of may and then he said you can use this prayer at the conclusion of your rosary uh, this prayer written specifically for the current situation we find ourselves in uh, regarding the coronavirus we fly to your protection only, Mother of God, in this present tragic situation when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety. We fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of God and our mother, pray for us to God, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may, draw anew. I'm sorry, may dawn anew. Plead with your divine son as you did at Cana so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, health care workers, and volunteers who are in the front lines of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who— in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel, are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders that with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by foresightedness and solidarity beloved mother help us realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need make us strong in faith persevering in service constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all of your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. And we pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer, my brothers and sisters, as Holy Father asked, specifically to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits, who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, my friends, I thank you so much for joining me, being a part of our domestic church media family. Here we are into the second half of May already, 2020. Um, and it's still, I think in many cases, right, we're still waiting to wake up from a, a bad episode of The Twilight Zone. It's like we're, we're just... Uh, you know, I was speaking of the Twilights on this morning. I was reading the paper, and I, I I'm again, I, you know, communications major all the way, science, math, forget about it. Um, but I was reading an article this morning that scientists have discovered the possibility of an alternative, alternate universe, or a, I mean, really, really strange things going on. You know, that's why I think our Lord said that we have to believe as little children and take on the heart and mind, the trust. Of a little child, you know, and just be simple, simple in our faith, entrusting the Lord to to lead us and guide us and take us through uh, these valleys of darkness that we find ourselves in every now and then here in the course of our life, and to just really and, and just entrust everything to the Lord. Do not fear, as you know, Saint Pope John Paul II for 26 years during his great pontificate would tell us: Do not be afraid, and just. You know, just roll with, roll with the punches, but stay close to the Lord. That's all you really need. You know, you stay close to Jesus. That's all you really, you'll be at such enormous peace. I had I had Bruce. Uh, you know, Bruce was here on on Monday for his program, Bruce Tobacco. And his lovely wife Linda was here as well. And uh, one point where we before the program or after the program, uh, we we're just having a conversation about a few things and. And Bruce said to me, he goes, you know, Jim, over the past—I'm going to say maybe the past year, he goes, there's just such a peace about you, even coming across over the air in your voice. It just seemed to be such at such peace. And I, I say, you know, I, I think what I've resolved myself to the fact that, you know, everything that we do here, all that the Lord has blessed us with, uh, the tremendous responsibilities that we have in in this great apostolic work, it all just comes down to, you know, hear Mother say it on, on one of the little spots we run, to just tell everybody Jesus loves you, you know, just to be at peace in that great mission. As I said, you know, we have, we've had—you know, last year was a—my goodness, a year that of, of of great turmoil here. And I think the Lord allowed me to go through some of—all of what we went through with all of our issues and, and uh, to just be at peace and to realize that it's it's not about me or anybody else. It's about— the apostolate serving the Lord in the great mission. And as we shared yesterday's uh, reading from the Acts of the Apostles, you know, it's Paul and Silas being uh, beaten with, with uh, rods. It was like It's like be- being beaten in the back alley with a pipe, you know. That, that's basically what was happening to them. Thrown in prison, chained, uh, and, and just deserted there. and But they still sang songs of praise. They still prayed, you know, because there was an, that enormous peace over them. Uh, last night, when I got notification from Google that, that there was an attempt to break into our uh, emails, uh, you know, initially I, I, I got, you know, started tensing up. But I, you know what? The Lord's taking care of this. The devil, is, he works in so many different ways. And, and you know, he works through um, those situations and through those people who, who try to disturb our peace here. But it doesn't. It doesn't. We give it to Jesus and we allow the Lord to, to just allow us to be at peace. There's a lot of evil in the world, and the devil is active, and he will use many situations and many different people to try to uh, bring down this apostolate and bring down those of us who are doing the best we can to work in it. But it doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> we have Jesus. You know, the devil, Bruce said it one time, and I, I, it's so true, the devil will always take it one step too far and bite himself in the tail. You know, he will. He will. So anyway, I'm happy you're here. Uh, let's share some of uh, the Holy Father's... Um, general audience from earlier today over in Rome, and uh, he's now, you know, it used to be that these general audiences would be, especially this time of year, a beautiful time of year in Rome, would be out in St. Peter's Square. He'd he'd uh, come out and he'd be sitting on his little uh, uh, platform there at the at the uh, top of the stairs leading up to the Basilica, um, and, you know, thousands and thousands of people would... would uh, Converge on St. Peter's Square. Well, that's not happening right now. Although uh, St. Peter's Basilica is now open, people can get it's open to the public. People can get back into St. Peter's, thanks be to God. But they're still not having those massive gatherings for the general audiences the way uh, they have in the past. So Holy Father now is giving his general audience address uh, in the library of the Apostolic Palace, and you know I had the great blessing on a couple of occasions to actually be able to go into the apostolic palace there are these big bronze doors off of the uh, um square there in saint peter's that you go through and it's you know it's almost like you, you you don't believe you're really there um we had to go pick up our tickets for the for the general audience one year and there are the swiss guards waiting there and and uh uh just just a beautiful beautiful and these massive stairs going up into the Uh, We didn't get into the library. I didn't get to see the Holy Father himself, but we were in the palace for a little bit. Anyway, Holy Father now giving his general audience in the library of the Apostolic Palace and continuing his teaching now. Uh, Remember, um, he was teaching about the Beatitudes up to a few weeks ago. Now he began a new series on prayer. And so Pope Francis uh, this morning said, prayer opens the door of hope. And um, he was speaking... um, not just to those in the library very few people but also live streaming it saying that throughout the history or throughout history prayer had helped people to be, see beyond their suffering he said men and women who pray know that hope is stronger than discouragement they believe that love is more powerful than death and that it will surely triumph one day, even if in times and ways we do not know. When we find ourselves, my friends, looking for answers, looking for hope, as Pope Francis said, it's prayer that takes us there. You know, our our prayer, and, and I love, I've shared with you often, I love uh, in the morning and in the evening, praying morning-evening prayer here in the chapel before the tabernacle. I have really enjoyed uh, I enjoy praying night prayer. I got into that almost two years ago, you know, never on a form, but now praying from the, the Liturgy of the Hours. Praying night prayer at night, I find such a, a wonderful way to end the day. And of course, that's all formal prayer. You're praying psalms, you're praying, you know, uh, composed prayers, uh, which is beautiful. And it it, it develops a, a great relationship with the Lord. But then I also love just the conversation with God, as I'm sure most of you do, that, that simple prayer that we can speak from our heart in talking to the Lord. You know, uh, most of the time I'm here in the uh, building by myself these days, and, and uh, I find myself at times even talking out loud to Jesus, because it's just the two of us here. <laughs> uh, and why not? You know, he can certainly read my heart, but uh, I like to um, vocalize my feelings sometimes. And, you know, as I said, the, the way things are going, sometimes ups and sometimes downs, a lot of thanksgivings and a lot of, uh, hey, what's going on here? I'm saying, I don't say, hey, to the Lord, but I say, what's going Lord, what's going on here? Why, why is this happening this way? Why, why are things—so this, this wonderful way that we have of overcoming our discouragement, Because we know that prayer, as Holy Father said, men and women who pray know that hope is stronger than discouragement, and love is more powerful than death. And the Holy Father uh, um, continued this morning, reflecting on the biblical account of creation and the trials of the people of Israel. He described the opening page of the Bible as a great hymn of thanksgiving, affirming the goodness and beauty of God's creation. This beauty, Pope Francis said, inspires man to pray. And then he quoted from Psalm 8, verses 4 through 5, When I see your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and a son of man that you care for him? We usually don't have a lot of opportunity in the winter because it's cold out, but, you know, we're getting into the time of year where we can sit outside at night, you know, and, and, and just look up, and especially if there's a full moon or, uh, you know, a, 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 a clear night where you can see the stars and the planets, and you just—it's it, it's awesome. I mean, you know, and, and if you, it might be a good good time to pray that psalm, you know, go out on a nice warm late spring or early summer evening— and and bring your Bible with you and go to Psalm 8 and pray Psalm 8, and especially verses 4 and 5. When I see your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, and the stars you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and a son of man that you care for him? And to pray that prayer. You know, one time I had a uh, my, one of my my best pal, We're still best pals. He lives up in Massachusetts. Now we've been pals since we were nine years old. Um, but his mom was a very, very religious woman, and back in the early 1970s, she and her husband flew out to California to visit one of their older uh, children who had moved out there. They had never flown on a plane before, and um, they had returned from their trip. They had a lovely visit with their family and, and returned, but had never flown on a plane, and I remember when she came back, we were just sitting around. She was telling us about her trip, and she said the first time she ever flew on the way out, she had brought her Bible with her, and I'll never forget her telling me this story because it was just such a, such a joy in her voice about the connection that she was making. I guess you know when you go into a into a, an airplane and you fly, you're flying at thirty five, thirty seven thousand feet, you're above the clouds. The sky is such a rich, deep blue. And she brought her Bible and she began to read the story of creation on the plane while she was while they were flying, and making the connection between the, the, the Lord's handiwork, as we say, and 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 the the, the the sky and the clouds and the the beauty of creation while she was reading the Book of Genesis. And the same thing happened, you might recall, in 1968 when uh, the Apollo 11. Mission. It was the first mission, the first time man had escaped uh, the orbit of the Earth and went to the Moon, not to land, just in preparation for the you know, Apollo Eleven, but actually orbited the Moon. It was the first time that um, man had done this, and but it happened to have been at Christmas time, and we were able to watch it on television. I remember watching. It was Christmas Eve. And it was Frank Borman, I believe, was the commander of that particular um, um, mission, Apollo 8, and I think Jim Lovell. I can't think of the other astronaut's name, if it was Jim Lovell. But anyway, and they were televising back to Earth on Christmas Eve, and the, it was black and white, but I remember watching it. And the camera was focused outside the spacecraft window over the horizon of the moon— and as they came around the moon the earth was rising over the mo- above the moon as you know we're used to of course the moon rise or the sunrise but this was the earth rising over the uh, the horizon of the moon it was on camera it was on television and as that was being televised they began to read the story of creation from genesis to to millions of people on television i don't think that would be done today <laughs> sadly, but it was a wonderful, stark reality of of the presence of God, the power of God, and the creation of God. And so Holy Father today was reflecting on prayer, and again, beginning with Psalm 8, but again, I think it's a great psalm if you ever find yourself sitting out, you know, in the evening, on a, a nice, as uh, said, nice, uh, crisp or cool or clear late spring, early summer evening, or maybe you get down the shore and you, you get to watch the sun rise one early morning, bring your Bible and read and pray Psalm 8. When I see your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and a son of man that you care for him? Well, Holy Father said, the praying man, and woman contemplates the mystery of existence around him, sees the starry sky above him, which astrophysics shows us today in all its immensity, and wonders what design of love must be behind such a powerful work. As I said this morning, I was reading the article, and I, I, I not it's beyond me. There's some alternative universe that they, the scientists think they have found um, evidence of or something. Very really strange. But Holy Father said this morning, in this boundless vastness, what is man? Almost nothing, says another psalm. A being that is born, a being that dies, a very fragile creature. Yet in the whole universe, the human being is the only creature aware of such a profusion of beauty. You know, just look around. Just you know, just the old the old expression from the sixties, right? Stop and smell the roses, or something. Just look around. You know, creation isn't the God. Creation is the handiwork of God. So we're not, you know, worshiping creation, but we certainly have um, the ability to appreciate the power of God, the beauty of God's handiwork in prayer and if you can do i used to say if you lord if you can do all of this you know now especially in the beginning of our apostolate we'd be praying and praying and praying for a radio station that was the, that was the prayer that was the prayer of domestic church media lord please can we get a radio station somewhere and i would sometimes do that i would sit outside maybe on a summer night or or you know on an uh, early morning and watch the sun you know coming up and the world coming to life again, and say, Lord, you can do all of this. I'd be sitting outside looking at the stars and the moon and the, and the constellations. Lord, you can create all of this. Certainly, you could let us have a radio station <laughs> somehow. You know, And the and Holy Father said this morning that, that the psalmist recognizes that compared with the vastness of the universe, man seems insignificant, yet he is called to a relationship with God. The relationship with God is man's greatness, Pope Francis said, his enthronement. By nature, we are almost nothing, small, but by vocation, by the call, we are the children of the great King. And then he said, this is an experience that many of us have had. If the story of life, with all its bitterness, sometimes risks suffocating the gift of prayer in us, it's enough to contemplate a starry sky, a sunset, a flower, to rekindle the spark of thanksgiving, the experiences, perhaps, the basics of the first pages of the Bible. When the great biblical account of creation is written, the people of Israel are not going through happy days. An enemy power had occupied the land, many had been uh, deported, and now they were slaves in Mesopotamia. There was no homeland, no temple, no social and religious life, nothing, Pope Francis said. And yet, Just starting from the great story of creation, someone began to find reasons to give thanks, to praise God for existence. And he described prayer as the first impetus of hope, saying that those who pray are able to see that despite its difficulties, life is filled with grace. So all that is around us, all that happens in our prayer, in our our communion with God, Our encounter with Christ in whatever way that relationship develops, but especially through prayer, our vocation, Pope Francis said, is to be bearers of joy. This is the gift that God has given us, and it is too short to be consumed in sadness and bitterness. We praise God. Simply, uh, We're content simply to exist. And the Holy Father noted that creation bore the signature of a loving God. May the Lord make us understand this ever more deeply and lead us to say thank you, and that thank you is a beautiful prayer. And as we go through this life, my brothers and sisters, you know we we experience the great gifts that God gives us and the beauty of all that he surrounds us with. And to be able to, to communicate with him in prayer giving us hope over overcoming any discouragement which we might have allows us to go through this joy this world being bearers of joy let me take a break when i come back a beautiful uh, little um message by saint pope john paul ii 1997 to children who had just received their first holy communion so stay where you are my brothers and sisters there's more to come on come to me Hi, this is Tim Staples from Catholic Answers Live. You're listening to Domestic Church Radio. Catholic Answers Live can be heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to tune in to listen and participate with your questions. We look forward to hearing from you on Catholic Answers Live right here on Domestic Church Radio. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we gotta reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own, and I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic radio, we need Catholic television, and if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. He got a satellite dish for pornography. So he took a beer and a sandwich and he sits down, puts on his favorite uh, pornography station, and he said, there you were. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at me and he said, What's that damn <laughs> nun doing on that telegraphy <laughs> shop? <you> know? <laughs> so he's mad. He's very angry and he turns the dial and there I am. <laughs> and now his heart's beginning to beat just a little bit, you know, and he turns the dial. All 52 channels, there I was looking at him Oh, <laughs> tight. <the whole pipe. laughs> oh. Well, he said he turned it off and he walked the floor of the night, his heart beating 100 miles an hour. He said he couldn't sleep, he got up early in the morning and he went with the confession, never watch pornography again. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. on these domestic church media stations. From Titusville to Toms River. Bluebell to Barnegat. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Farmingdale to Flemington. Spring Lake to Stockton. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, uh, friends. In just a moment, we're going to go to a a lovely, lovely message that was given by Pope John Paul II back in 1997 when he was in Poland to a group of children who received their first Holy Communion. So I want to share that with you since we're celebrating John Paul this week in a certain sense. Of course, uh, Monday the 18th was the 100th anniversary of his birth. Um, i I bet there were a lot of pilgrimages that had to be cancelled. Right? I, I didn't hear a lot about Poland's coronavirus situation. Did anybody hear about that? I didn't hear a lot about that, but of course, travel was, you know, cancelled and, yeah, you know, I'm sure there were I'm sure there were pilgrimages uh, planned for Poland this year to visit all that we were trying it last year. Remember we were trying to have a pilgrimage just couldn't drum, drum up enough interest to get over there, but uh, beautiful. Um, beautiful week over there, I would imagine, in, uh, in Poland, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the birth of John Paul II. Once again, my brothers and sisters, I want to thank all of you who are responding to our request for support during these very difficult times. Uh, our radiothon was postponed. We didn't have it the first week in April as we had planned. Uh, we are going to have it. No date has been set yet, but I think right now we're looking at early September, Um, getting through the summer. Let's see if things get back. Things seem to be getting back, um, you know, in in different ways. Uh, I don't like the term the new normal. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I hope things get back to normal (laughs) the way they were. I was watching something last night uh, with one of the doctors and scientists uh, saying that sometimes these viruses just... Just go away. You know we hear about well, there's going to return and there's a mutation and a, but an equal possibility they say equal, not not you know a lesser, but an equal possibility that in some of these cases the viruses just disappear. I had forgotten all about. You remember back and those of you who are to my age, the the uh, in the 1969, so 51 years ago, the Hong Kong flu. I remember the term. I remember people talking about it, but I didn't realize how serious it was that 100,000 people, Americans, died from it. Um, But nothing was really canceled or shut down. So anyway, we pray, you know, God, who can create all that he creates here in the universe, in the vastness of the universe, just by willing it, that virus could be gone by the end of the summer and never return. So we got to pray for that. Let's just get it out of here. I mean, they're waiting for a vaccine. Um, you know, people say, well, there's a flu vaccine. There really is not a flu vaccine. There's a flu shot that can help you fight off the flu, but it's not a vaccine. There's a polio vaccine. There's a smallpox vaccine. You get those vaccines, you won't get those diseases, period. But there's no flu vaccine. You get flu shot, and you still possibility you still can get the flu. (laughs) People do. So, you know, they're waiting for a vaccine for this thing, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But God... Can eradicate it just by willing it. So let's pray for that. Get it out of here. Just have it go away. It's gone, right? Things seem to be getting a little bit back. This this weekend will be a sure sign when people want to begin their Memorial Day holiday by going to the beach. May not go in the water because it's been it's been cool, hasn't? It? It's been a very cool May. The water's cold, but they still might want to get down there and enjoy the sunshine. I know there's been a lot of talk on what's going to be open, what you can and can't do. Keep moving. Don't sit on the wet uh, on the dry sand and only stand on the wet sand. I uh, silly stuff that I don't understand. Just follow the guidelines. Put it in God's hands. Enjoy the beautiful time that God gives us here on this earth. And let's just pray this thing out of here. Um, but again, all of you, thank you so much for your support. Um, please continue to support us. Uh, as I shared with you, it cost us twenty five thousand a month to run the entire apostolate, and. Um, we only get that from you. That's the only way we get it from you. Uh, so we don't get any, any support from any, any of the diocese that we serve. And, you know, we're, we're, no, we're non-commercial, so we can't sell time. We just count on you to be generous. So if this apostolate and this radio station that you're listening to or however you're participating in our work, um, streaming audio or video, whatever, and it, it, it has been a lifeline for you, it's kept you connected to your faith in a certain way, please Say thank you to the Lord by supporting us in some way, whatever way, whatever is convenient for you, whatever works for you, whatever is within your means. And I know there are some people listening, watching, who can do enormous things. You have a lot. You have a lot of money, <laughs> and you can give it away. You're not taking it with you. Uh, and we're a 501c3. You can write it off in your taxes if you want. But it would be a big help. You know, I I, I read today. Did you hear today that that, that, that this um. Cares program that the government had has put in place, that Planned Parenthood has gotten millions and millions of dollars from that thing. I mean, Planned Parenthood, huh? And and here we are, an apostle trying to bring the word of God out to as many people as possible, having to beg every day <laughs> for for support. But you've been so generous and so good to us, so thank you. Please keep it up, and spread the word. You know, encourage other people to listen. You know, get away from the television and the negativity, the negative news. Uh, and come here and hear the good news, and just be at peace. That's what we want you to do, be at peace. You know, faith, not fear, prayer, not panic. That's how we operate here. We're not panicking, and we're not fearing. So we know that God's in charge. We're not going to be afraid of anything. God's God's going to take care of things for us. So we have to trust and have faith and believe in Him. And I'm hoping and praying that our work here does that for whoever tunes in. So thank you. You can go to our website, Domestic Church Media. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. Make an online donation using your debit or credit card. Or you can write a check uh, to Domestic Church Media, Domestic Church Media, and send it to us here at P.O. Box 7509. That's Post Office Box 7509. Trenton 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509-Trenton-08628. And whatever amount you can afford, my brothers and sisters, we thank you. And thanks to everybody. Those of you who are continuing your regular monthly donations, those of you who are making the one-time donations, those of you who are uh, making significant donations, and some of you have, we appreciate that as well. We know that every gift is a sacrifice, no matter how Uh, what amount it is. So, thank you, help us, pray for us, and we'll be here for as long as the Lord allows us and as long as you uh, keep us going. So, thank you for that. Okay, back in 1997, it was actually June 7th of 1997, our Holy Father was on pilgrimage in Poland. He was there uh, that year from May 31st to June 10th. You know, he loved going back to Poland. Uh, But on this particular day, the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, addressed Uh, um, children who received their first Holy Communion. So here's John Paul's uh, words to the kids that day. He said, first by quoting Mark 10, let the children come to me. Jesus once said to his apostles, this was a marvelous invitation. The Lord Jesus loved children and wanted them to be close to him. Many times he blessed them and even used them as an example for adults. He said that the kingdom of God belongs to those who become like little children. Naturally, that does not mean that adults must become like children in every aspect, but that their hearts must be pure, good, and trusting, that they must be filled with love. So remember now he's talking to the children and their parents <laughs> who there as well. It kind of speaks to what I was saying earlier. You know, you look at—we can get all— Wound up by uh, the statistics, the numbers, the the immense immensity of the universe, and all all these things, and how are we going to fix things? And, what, and we just have to be our hearts need to become just like little children, and, and 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 be pure and good and trusting, and we'll be at peace, because then we'll be filled with love. Saint John Paul said, "Dear children, the Pope comes to you today to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus." That he loves you certainly the priests and the sisters who have taught you have spoken about this many times but I want to say it once more so that you will remember this happy news all your lives Jesus loves you and I think my brothers and sisters you can probably if you like and I'm sure we all can picture in our minds the john paul 1997 and he was still in, in pretty good shape he hadn't uh, you know he, he hadn't uh, fallen yet and the parkinson's hadn't said hadn't said it maybe he had fallen but he was he was still in good shape and just see that that beautiful face with that wonderful smile speaking to those little children there who just received their first holy communion but even to this day as i, sh- I share these words with you john paul speaks to you this great saint is speaking to you right now. And I know there are some people right now listening, watching, who have to hear these words because you're living in a world of uncertainty. You're living in a world of confusion. You're living in a world of doubt, perhaps, or discouragement. But these are the words of John Paul, who said, I want to say it once more to you so that you remember this happy news. Jesus loves you. And then John Paul said, a little while ago, you experienced this in a special way. Remember, these little children um, have just received the Lord for the first time in Holy Communion. So Holy Father said, a little while ago, you experienced this in a special way. When Jesus came for the first time into your hearts, you received him under the appearance of bread in First Holy Communion. What does it mean that he came into your hearts? To answer this question, we must go back for a moment to the upper room, but before we do that, my friends, I'm just, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, you know, we, I, we all made our first Holy Communions, right, as children, most of us anyway, and don't you wish you could—I re- can't. I was in first grade. I, I, don't you wish you could remember that first communion with, that you received? I don't remember. Maybe some of you do. I was first grade, so I was, it was seven years old? I remember the day vaguely because of pictures that we have after we you know parents in those days parents weren't in the churches with cameras and you know flash bulbs that was uh that was very and you don't do that you know afterwards no problem you have we have I have plenty of pictures of me in my little white communion outfit, but nothing in the church I remember vaguely. Uh, processing in, and we, we sang Little White Guest. It was May, May 12th, I believe. And I know that only because it was, um, we have pictures of the day, so I know the day. My father was very good about writing dates on pictures so we know when they were and where they were. But Holy Father reminds these children who just received Jesus for the first time, And then he said, well, what does it mean that he came into your hearts? And he said, let's go back to the upper room there. During the Last Supper, just before his death, the Lord Jesus gave the bread to the apostles and said, take this and eat it, this is my body. In the same way, he gave them the wine, saying, take this and drink from it, this is the cup of my blood. And John Paul said, and we believe that although the apostles ate what tasted like bread and wine, they were really eating the body and drinking the blood of Jesus Christ. And this was the sign of his infinite love. For a person who loves is ready to give to the person he loves all the most precious things he has. In this world, the Lord did not have many things to offer the apostles, but he gave them something more. He gave them himself. From then on, when they received this most holy food, they could always be with Jesus. He lived in their hearts and filled them with holiness. This is what it means, that Jesus has come into your hearts. He is in you. His love fills you and makes you become always more like him, always more holy. Now, remember, he's speaking to these little children, probably same as seven years old, but also their parents are there. How many parents today who are, putting their children through the sacramental programs—of course, right now everything's on hold—but who want their children to receive the sacraments just as a ritual, as a right to go through it, and, uh, and we got that over with, without understanding the um, responsibility that comes in continuing that upbringing and ensuring that the children—look, if you're, if you're going to have your kids go through the whole program and make their first Holy Communion, make sure that you get back to Mass on a regular basis so that they can receive the Lord regularly. So he's speaking to the parents, too, here in 1997 in Poland. He said, this is a great grace, but also a great task. So that the Lord can live in us, we must make sure that our hearts are always open to Him. And so this is what you must do, love Jesus always. Have a good and pure heart, and as often as possible invite him in, so that through Holy Communion he can live in you and never do anything that is bad. Sometimes this can be hard, but remember that Jesus loves you and wants you to love him with all your strength. So again, he's speaking to the children, but you know the message is also for the parents. Uh, Holy Father said, today, together with you, I want to thank Jesus for the infinite love that he pours out on every person. We praise him in a special way for the gift of the Eucharist in which he has remained so that we may have life and have it abundantly. I also thank your teachers who have brought you to the Eucharistic Jesus, and I thank all of those throughout Poland who take on the work of passing on the faith in schools. It's a noble task, although often not easy. It demands a witness of faith, hope, and love, faith that stands firmly on the Gospels, hope that sees no one as beyond the possibility of salvation, and love that does not hesitate to give its best even at the cost of self-sacrifice. Do not lose the conviction that young people, even if they do not show it, need and want this witness of yours. May the Holy Spirit, who has enlightened and strengthened generations and generations of Christ's apostles, sustain you too. The legions of catechists today in Poland, of course, around the world, all of you. I know there are probably many of you listening right now who are catechists, who are teachers, parents, the first teachers, the first heralds of the faith uh, and the gospel to your children. And then he said, finally, I wish to address a word of gratitude toward the parents, those present and all parents in Poland. Of course, he's speaking now in Poland when he was there. Again, speaking to all of us. When you brought your children one day for baptism, you took on the obligation of educating them in the faith of the church and in the love of God. Very important to understand that and to hear that. When you brought your children one day for baptism, you took on the obligation of educating them in the faith of the Church and in the love of God. So there's an enormous obligation on the part of the parents and responsibility that they must be aware of and not shirk that responsibility or take it lightly. It's an obligation, St. Pope John Paul II said. He said, I beg you never to reject this it is first of all the parents who have the right and the duty to educate their children in keeping with their own convictions do not give up this right to institutions which can pass on to children and young people indispensable knowledge but which are not able to give them the witness of paternal i'm sorry parental care and love do not let yourselves be fooled by the temptation to ensure your children the best material conditions at the price of your time and attention, which they need in order to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. If you want to defend your children against the loss of moral values and the spiritual void which the world proposes by various means, sometimes even in school programs, Surround them with the warmth of your motherly and fatherly love and give them the example of a Christian life. That's such a powerful statement. I'm going to put that on our Facebook page, I think. You know, so many parents today, because of the situation, are being forced into homeschooling their kids, basically, which is good. You know, it's not everybody's forte, but... As we've said so often, you know, this situation has really put the focus back on the domestic church. Every home is a domestic church. And parents who now have the responsibility—maybe you're doing the Zoom school or whatever they call it now—but parents, you have the responsibility of reinforcing everything— And now you have the opportunity to teach in a way perhaps you didn't have to teach uh, before all this pandemic stuff was happening. But things will get back to normal, and we will send our children back to school. But listen to what St. Pope John Paul said, because it's a very powerful, powerful statement. If you want to defend your children against the loss of moral values and the spiritual void which the world proposes by various means, sometimes even in school programs. Surround them with the warmth of your motherly and fatherly love and give them the example of a Christian life. You know, this... uh, we we and I've again we've we've shared this with you, you know one of the, the, the probably the most common prayer requests we've received in the twenty five years we've been doing this apostolate, people asking for prayer, saying, "Please pray for my adult children who have left the church and then they go into you know we brought them to we sent them to Catholic schools, we tried to give them a good home we and they still left. There is that allurement of the world that strongly will pull unfortunately, souls away. But our responsibility and our accountability before God is, did we surround our children with motherly and fatherly love, and did we give them the example of a Christian life? There comes a point in an individual's life where they make decisions on their own, even though we might disagree with decisions they make, and we have the right to voice our our dissatisfaction or disagreement. We can't control them. They're adults. But the Lord will ask us, I, I gave you children of mine to care for because these children that we have are not ours. They're God's. They're entrusted to us. Did you surround them with love? As a father, as a mother, did you, did you give them the example of a Christian life? And, and, and if we can honestly say, I did the best I could in those areas, The Lord will certainly bless us, but if we kind of shirk those responsibilities and, and toss it off to someone else, or uh, we're we're losing. You know, so now's the time, especially as they're young. If you want to defend your children against the loss of moral values and spiritual void which the world proposes by various means, sometimes even in school programs, surround them with the warmth of your motherly and fatherly love. And give them the example of a christian life great advice from saint pope john paul ii i gotta go tomorrow's thursday catechism day i'll be back god willing i hope you enjoy the rest of this day my friends and and pray that you have a beautiful evening and um come back tomorrow four o'clock my name is jim manfredonia thanks for listening god bless you god love you